Hello, I'm Will, and this is my wife, Dallas. Hi! And this is Not the Beginning, the podcast where a longtime Wheel of Time fan and a Wheel of Time newbie read through each of the 14 books in this long series. Warning, this podcast may not be suitable for younger audiences and will contain spoilers. If you've not read Robert Jordan's The Dragon Reborn, please proceed with caution. It was not until he was across the big square and into the streets of the city that relief finally surged up in him, and triumph. If you can't hide what you are going to do, do it so everybody thinks you're a fool. Then they stand around waiting to see you fall on your face. Those I said I will be waiting for the guards to bring me back. When I do not return by morning, then they'll start a search. Not too frantic at first, because they'll think I have gone to ground somewhere in the city. By the time they realize I haven't, this rabbit will be a long way downriver from the hounds. On this episode of Not the Beginning, we will be diving in and discussing chapters 30 to 35 of The Dragon Reborn. Note, I have not read past chapter 35, and Will is going to do his best not to bring anything from the rest of The Dragon Reborn or the next 11 books in during our discussion. So as long as you've read through chapter 35, you should be good. If you haven't, I recommend pausing here and going to read them. Chapter summaries, as always, from dragonmount.com. Matt explores Tar gambling to fatten his purse and wins every toss. Unnerved, he determines to find a ship and leave, but is distracted by a band of dark friends and a gray man, all of whom he escapes by sheer luck. Matt enters one last tavern to catch his breath and discovers a drunken Tom Marilyn playing the harp. Matt convinces Tom to go to Camelin with him. Matt and Tom leave on the first ship, buying the captain's cabin. The first night, familiar dark friends attack in the night, but Matt's luck saves him again. Rand plays the flute at his campfire, afraid to dream. Perrin, still chasing Rand with Moraine, Lan, and Loyal, arrive in Remen. They see an Aeolman in a cage and meet Lord Orban, the hunter for the horn who caught him. Perrin notices a girl, Fael, watching him. Moraine learns that Masama is proclaiming the dragon in Gildan and is displeased. Perrin frees the Ayuman, Gaul, and the two of them kill several White Cloaks in self-defense. Fael sees them. Lan and Perrin roust Loyal and Moraine and flee downriver on a ship. Fael joins them. She is hunting the Horn of Valir and believes Perrin will lead her to it. She tells Perrin her name means Falcon. All right, so this was a section in which both a lot and a little happen. Yeah, not a lot happens, really, but... Very important things happen, especially yeah. for Perrin. And we're not sure why they're important yet, but clearly they're important because we have at least the start of two of Min's visions. Right. We've got the Ion in a cage, which I am very confident in being able to just cross off because it was literal. Very he literal. Took, <laughs> he saved Ion from being in a cage. Yes. And it did set in motion a whole bunch of shit. It like did. Min said it would because they had to run, fought a bunch of white cloaks. And then, Fight. yeah. Zareen, Mandarb. Mandarb. <laughs> we'll get to that. But both sections kind of end with the, the boys, because we're with the boys here. Yeah. Matt and Perrin, and it ends with them getting on a boat in a hurry, which is basically kind of a funny little parallel thing to this section. I also just have to say that the second that Matt started going to gamble... I was like, he's going to run it. Like, <laughs> I just, like, I called it on, like, page three of this section. And then I, like, was reading and my eyes caught a glimpse of, like, some singing at the at the bottom of the next page that I, like, uh-huh. and I'm like, oh, Tom. No, not Tom. Tom. And then we got to the next chapter. Oh, Tom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Uh, he runs into Tom, but not before kind of being assaulted. And winning a fuckload of money. Yes. He would do very well playing the lottery because he doesn't lose random chance. No, he doesn't. And I have to say, like, a fuckload is way more than a shit ton. Like, <laughs> yes. He has two purses full of money. Yeah. To the point where he's just like, oh, it's just a silver piece, whatever. Yeah. And he's, like, offering a bunch of money to the boat captain. And he's like, yeah, you could rob... He's, he's just, like, thinking to himself, yeah, you could rob one of these bags and I'd still be rich. Yeah, and Tom is just like, why are you throwing are around... you? Tom is like, why are you throwing around so much money? I'm a glee man. I could sing. And then he... And then Matt pulls out his purse and Tom's like, oh. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. yeah. He also has some run-ins with some dark friends and another gray man. There are gray men all over Tarvalin. Yeah, there are. Which I guess kind of makes sense because it seems like the Aes Sedai can't sense them the same way they could sense other dark uh, creatures of the shadow. Right. Shadow and I do friends. think it was interesting because Matt notices the gray man before the gray man attacks him. Yeah. Which I was like... I wonder if that's... I think that, that could Tiberian? be several things. It could be him being a Tiberian. It could be Matt's just keeping an eye out for everyone right now. So he's like especially alert. Yeah, but like you're not supposed to notice. No, you're not. Or well, it's supposed to be hard to notice. Something tells me Lan would is always on watch for them and so Lan could see them. But, I mean, it's land. It's land. But, like, Matt is similarly alert at the moment. He may not always be able to do it, but he's alert. I'm pretty sure land could be sleeping and would just again. Probably. Because he's land. Man he sleeps with an eye open. Yeah. He's the Chuck Norris of Randlands. Hate this world. <laughs> it's really, the Randlands. I really, really hate it. The show it. calls it the Westlands. That's better. Yeah. Don't name it after a character just because you... <laughs> I'm sorry, you came up with 3,000 named characters and <laughs> you, you didn't name the name world. The world. <laughs> That's because it's the world. It's Earth. It's just the world. No one needs to name the world. You came up with 3,000 named <laughs> characters and you couldn't name the world? Mm, yeah, don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it too much. Anyway, he runs into a, he runs into a great man, but he also runs into a, a number of other dark friends who are all like, hey, it's Matt, I'm going to kill you now. Yeah. They're like instantly violent. Yeah, they're like, oh, let's catch him. And, and they then... have very unstable feet because I feel like he trips everyone. Everybody who tries to kill him trips. I think it's the it's, it's, it's the, luck. the Tiberian. It's the luck. He's got he's lucky. That's... And no, he's Tiberian. <laughs> yeah. But that's just like that's how his Tiberian nature is expressing itself. Yeah, is with he's this luck. Lucky. There was something before we get too much into it, they kept mentioning footpads. Yep. What are what that's just like a bandit but in a city. Okay. I just didn't know what it was and it's a pretty common fantasy it. term. I don't think yeah. so. Footpads, you know. Sure. They pad around on their feet. I don't know where the I don't know where it comes from. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. Well, they just they rob you. Okay. Probably at knife point. And there are apparently a few of them in Tarval and, and Matt's running off them. Yeah. In the same night. Because some of them are just ordinary I want your money people. And They're not even dark friends. He just, like, trips them and runs, basically. Yeah. And he, he has to, like, hop from tavern to tavern because people hate him after a little bit because he never loses. And he's not even playing with his own dice. Right. He's, he purposefully doesn't play with his own dice because he's, like, after the first couple rounds, he's like, I can't use my dice. They'll think I'm cheating. Right. But if I win with their dice... Right. And Tom starts to think like hey you didn't play with those dice did you when like matt's trying to explain it to matt to tom and he's like rolling well he's not he was just he was just testing it out to see like if it was still going on or and yeah then tom's like playing with those dice or <laughs> it's like yep not that dumb so before we get to tom let's talk a little bit about 
the quote, and we we get to see th- this is the book where Matt really becomes like his own person for real. And the quote that we saw is a good example of it. And this section as a whole is a good example of like this is Matt. This section has me thinking that Matt would be a Slytherin, maybe or a Hufflepuff. I could see Matt. Be- I don't know. He's just like just the. If you're going to do something, do it in such a stupid way that people think you're being dumb. That's just so cunning. It is. It's, it's, Matt it's is, brilliant advice. Matt is relatively cunning. Uh, he, the beginning, we, we it's revealed that for the past couple weeks, he's been still eating a lot. and But squirreling away food. Right. Like, he'll eat a shit ton and then ask for more food and they don't even question it and then he squirrels that away. Right. And so when Anaya is coming, like, right before the quote that we read, he's, like, talking to Anaya. Mm-hmm. And Anaya's like, you could, you still need to eat. You're still hungry. You're a little hungrier than I thought, but looking at you, it makes sense. Uh, don't think you can get away, though. Yeah, they're basically just like, oh, you little boy. You're going to try to run away and you're gonna <laughs> fail and yeah. he's just like, like yeah i'm gonna do what I'm counting on it <laughs> i'm counting on you thinking that but we get to see like clever matt and like it's it's nice i like this matt yeah it's it's a good matt i like it and i i, I will say so we we talked a little bit after the last episode about why this book is feeling so weird to you mm-hmm. and we kind of landed on it's it's the third book and it was supposed to be the last book. Yes, that is something that we decided. And it that kind of explains why like it feels like all of the characters are suddenly stuck. Because before they were moving at a pace where their character arcs would be resolved over three books. Mm-hmm. And now their character arc has to be resolved over 14 books. And so comparatively speaking, it's moving much slower. And I have to say that this these sections with Matt are the sections that don't feel weird. I think. In, if they exist in a vacuum. Yeah. Because we've never gotten Matt's POV before. And I think one of the things that what had me thinking that this whole book is weird is that it feels like some sections were written by a different person. Mm. And knowing that this was the third book in a trilogy that ended up not being the third book in a trilogy, but the third book in a 14 book series, it probably was sort of written by two different people. It was written by Robert Jordan when he first wrote it as the ending book. And then he had to go back and add in a bunch of sections. So. That was probably like a year and a half, two years later, and a lot of different writing growth can happen. It could be. In a large amount of time. Well, I think part of also why Matt doesn't feel weird is because it's a reintroduction to Matt. Yeah, it's a reintroduction to Matt, and we've just never gotten his POV before. So... Because I would say, like, even the, though the parents stuff feels a little weird, it doesn't feel as weird as the Egwene and Nynaeve stuff, just because we haven't been in parents' head as much. As much, yeah. It's just, like, just writing style-wise, all of the sections feel weird. Yeah. But at least with the writing style-wise, Matt's doesn't because we've never... Right. We've never been in his head before. Right. And I, I do have to say, like, this parent section also felt less weird. Because I think the parent stuff is partially feeling weird because Perrin's feeling weird. And here, when Perrin gets to town, he knows what he's going to do. He knows he's going to go free the Ioman Gaul. And so Perrin's section is... Surprisingly coherent. Right, because he's like, he has a goal. Yeah. He knows what he's going to do. And so his own internal shit is more focused. And he's focusing on, like, kind of relaying information because there is this whole section he goes through, like, basically the Rand pattern that they're following. So he's got stuff to focus on that's not him. At first, it's Rand and trying to find him. And then the second he gets to town, 
you'd think, okay, they're going to be resting. Now he has time to focus on himself, but then he sees Nile Cage and he's like, okay, I'm not going to focus on how what that means for me. I'm just going to for that guy in the cage who's getting pelted with rocks by children. Let right. me save him. Yeah, exactly. So we'll get to Perrin because there's, I think, important things that happen to both of them. We've, we've talked about the mass stuff a little bit, but let's talk about Tom. Poor Tom is Tom. having just, so, so Rand is kind of having sad boy hours. Not that they're unearned, but he's definitely having sad boy hours. Tom is just having depression. Tom is just sad. He's not having sad boy hours. He's just... He has a sad life at this point. No, like, he's, he basically killed his girlfriend. At well, least he says he's killed his girlfriend. He thinks he's responsible for his girlfriend's death. He says the words, I killed her. I well, mean, yeah, because he's drunk and sad. <laughs> but I'm just saying, he thinks he killed his girlfriend. Yeah. He went and committed regicide. <laughs> you kill one man, even if he deserves it, and shit comes down on you, apparently. And he's just a bad time. And the innkeeper is, like, scolding Matt because, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I need two Matt, pints. Yeah, Matt comes in. He's like, oh, shit, it's Tom. He sits down and buys two drinks, one for him and one for Tom, who he knows is going to come talk to him. Yeah. And the serving girl comes by and gives him the drinks. And then Tom sits down. And she's like, oh, if I knew you were going to be with Tom, I wouldn't have bought you a drink, you dumb fuck. <laughs> he's drunk. And he's like, oh. I supposed yeah. to know he's drunk. Tom has apparently become a bit of a drunk. A bit. Uh, Tom. Again, it's kind of deserved. And he yeah. has also, in true Tom fashion, ingratiated himself with the serving women of this bar. Of course. They love him. They, like, dote on him like he's a grandpa. And you know what? Like, I know that people, like, just go into the show just, just <laughs> Hot, <a> Tom. <laughs> Hot Tom. Hot <laughs> Tom. Having that image in my head makes this Tom make more sense than the Tom that I had in my head, which was kind of like kindly old man. Yeah. But Hot Tom, this all makes sense. Hot Tom, I feel like, will play a drunk flirting with a bunch of bar keeps very well if we get to that part of his storyline in the show. Yeah. Which I'm sure we will, but... I hope we do. They're setting it up pretty well. Tom could show up in Tarball. Yeah, so. It feels like they're going to do this Matt stuff in season two. I think they're going to end with it in tier. I think they probably are, and it Just would make the, sense for Matt to have stayed back and still do the stuff you and could, find Tom. And you, the Battle of Falma could be Rand with Callum. Although in tier, although Tom wouldn't be having his depression hours, he wouldn't have killed no anyone yet. Anyway. I don't know. We aren't focusing on the show. Right. I just want to call yeah. out that I now have a different picture of Tom in my head, and uh, it Tom. matches. <laughs> it matches the vibes going on in this section for Tom. Okay. Anyway, Matt tells Tom that he's getting the fuck out of Tarval and, and tells Tom to come with him. Mm-hmm. And he kind of convinces Tom because Tom is very much in a I don't deserve anything good place right now. And he kind of convinces Tom to go with him to Camelin because it's like, well, if you go to Camelin, Morghese is probably going to kill you. And Tom's like, all right, that's better than living. <laughs> just like big yikes yup but it, it works it does and it kind of perks tom up it does like tom gets a little bit more sober and and like with it it's like yeah i'll go on a i'll go on a trip with you yeah gotta keep an eye on you even though you've got all this money and apparently i don't need to keep an eye on you yeah of all the boys matt needs simultaneously the least and the most looking after it's just like because yeah he's got big jake peralta vibes <laughs> That's what it is. He's so competent, but he's a child. Yep. He has one towel and it never dries. Yep. Big Jake Peralta vibes. Matt is Jake Peralta. They should have just recast him with Andy Samberg. How wild would that be? <laughs> that would have 
have been, I don't know why I'm entertaining the thought, but it would have been wild. It would have been wild. Anyway. Now I'm starting to think of a, uh, a Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine-Nine wheel-time time time AU. Okay, yeah. I already why have. is Why is Moraine Raymond Holt? Oh my god, it works so well. You don't even know. <laughs> it works crazy well. That's also not <laughs> the point of this episode. We might have to talk about this later, though. Moraine is... Captain Holt. Swan is Wunch. Is it like an enemies to lovers yeah. kind of thing? Okay. I don't know who Lan is, Diaz. Terry. Lan is Rose's. It has to be Terry, though. Nah. Lan would catch Matt if Matt just, like, ran at him. No, it wouldn't. No, maybe not. Perrin is Terry. Perrin might be Terry. <laughs> Elaine is, is Amy. Elaine is Amy. Amy Santiago. Does that mean that Matt Lane at some point? <laughs> no. No. That That's not even a spoiler. That doesn't happen. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, we're not a Brooklyn Nine-Nine podcast. We are also not a discussing what inevitable AU's Dallas is going to write about the Wheel of Time podcast. Nope. Yet. <laughs> Yet. That's true. Catch me in like another 12 books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he convinces, Matt convinces Tom to, to go with him to Camelon. And um, then they get on a ship. They have to avoid some more people yep. to get there. They get on a ship. Matt's like, hey, look, I have a lot of money. Well, and the, let's just talk about him getting on the boat for a second, because, like, the guards see him, and they're like, ah, ha, ha, you're trying to get away. And he's just like, ha, ha, I've got a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yep. And Tom is like, what is happening? <laughs> he's just like, what did you do? <laughs> what did you show them? That was just like... And also, what good. did you do that they're like, you can't leave? And he just, like, he pulls this... I mean, yeah, I guess you could ask the Amberlin, but do you really want to do that? And the guard's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but would you want to ask Fish Mom that question? Yeah, no. Like, I it's wouldn't. fair. It's fair, but he's just, like, so good. Wait, wait, so, so they go up to the captain, and, like, even almost even before they ask the captain, the captain's like, no, we don't have any rooms, fuck off. And Matt's like, but what if I gave you money? And the captain's like, okay. Who can I kick out of there give you that room? And he's like, it's like, what, what if, if I gave you more <laughs> money and I kick you out of your own room and also get your food? And the captain's like, you don't have enough money for that. He like gives him like a sarcastic amount of money and Matt's just like, here you go. <laughs> he just like keeps pulling out money and the captain's like, what? the fuck are you doing? So he ends up bullying the captain into sleeping with the passengers on his ship. No, because there's a whole big section that the captain's just talking and talking, and that section was so weird. That actually is one of the weird writing things that I noticed. I thought it switched POVs for a second because it wasn't <laughs> all in quotes, <laughs> and there wasn't, like, a line break, and then I realized, oh, no, it's just it's not... Like the captain's still talking. The captain's still talking. It took me a second. And once, once I figured it out, I was like, oh, that's actually really clever but the captain's like okay i'll take my first mate's room and then they just like pushed everyone down until the last person who has their own room is now sleeping with the crew it's <laughs> <laughs> like rude yup anyway they, they get the captain's room and his meals and they, he's like i'll let you take your meals in the room with me it won't do to have the captain be tired and, under, and underfed that was right that was so good why it's is like, matt acting like goddamn lord <laughs> though you give him two sacks full of money and he's just like i mean he was always kind of yes but now it's endearing <laughs> yeah now it's endearing <laughs> i think just because we had the contrast of watch he's so decrepit and depressed yeah. and so now we're like oh yeah he's back yep yep <laughs> i love it yeah <laughs> i see what he's he's great <laughs> there are like four different mats in the books too it's because there's there's like pre-dagger mat there's dagger mat there's post-dagger mat and then there's sanderson mat which is 
different. Sanderson took a while to get Matt's voice. That's fair. It's still not bad, but it's it's different. Yeah. One more thing happens on the boat, though. They get almost killed. Yep. The dark friends that he evaded the first time are back. Yes, and they're trying to kill him. And they kill some of the crew. No, they go straight for Matt. I thought they killed, like, the person on... But Matt kills one of them, takes his cloak, pretends to be him to sneak attack, and kill one of the other dark friends, which is a good move. trips one, and trips one who's holding a lantern. But it doesn't catch catch the boat on fire, because he's lucky. Yeah. He like throws his in. he like throws his quarter staff, which he took from the training hall. And no one noticed. <laughs> I mean it's a stick. He like threw it and it tripped the guy up. And, and then like, he, Tom like, comes in and like throws some yeah, knives. And he gets very lucky in that he didn't burn the boat down. And the captain's like, wait, what? Bandits? Tom Yeah, because Tom slides in. He's like, Oh, we killed some bandits for you. You're welcome. And they think he's like a Tarvalan assassin. Yeah. Like who the fuck is this? It's like, well, it's just it's the it's a main character. That's it's who it is. Character. He has main character. I'm sorry. You have a 50-50 shot of making it. And then there's also just Tom, who's competent. Yes. And well drunk. Yes. Well, this at this point, he might not be drunk. It's been a while. That's all the, the Matt stuff. It's very self-contained. Yep. Two very self-contained sections here. And Tom snores. Tom snores. And then we go to Perrin. Well, actually, there's a Rand bit. There is a Rand bit. And literally, my only notes for that were sad boy hours and dreams. Those were the th- yep. Those were the four words that I wrote down. I mean, that's pretty accurate. He's having sad boy hours. And Rose of the Morning, so eight words. I don't know what Rose of the Morning stands for. I, like, Luz Theron was Lord of the Morning? But he was singing, he was playing Rose of the Morning. That's the song he was playing, so I don't know. To do with anything. It okay. could potentially be about, like, Elaine, Elena? Elena. Yeah, that's how you pronounce that name. Luz Theron's wife. Ah. Uh, Rose of the Morning, Lord of the I don't know. Oh. It's prob- it probably doesn't mean anything. Robert Jordan likes songs. But yeah, he's having sad boy hours and he doesn't go to sleep because yeah. he doesn't have to kill a dream. Well, cause, yeah, because Balsamon's like, hi, would you like some... Would Nightmares? Which is the first part of the confirmation that Egwene was, in fact, in their dreams. Yes. We and get a second right confirmation this, from Perrin. Perrin's like, there was that weird dream with Hopper, but Egwene was in it? Yeah. And it, it like, matches up with... Egwene's description of Perrin and Hopper. So confirmed, Egwene was actually in their dreams. Right. Which kind of has me wondering in the in the show, there was it's, that when Perrin was having that dream and the wolf was eating his wife. I'm wondering if that's a similar thing going on. Yes, but what is the similar? I don't know. We kind of have it confirmed that his wife's not a dark, oh. which that would have been great because wolves are good, and it would have been an early hint that wolves are good. Yeah. But in a weird way, anyway. And it would have made that my whole story. Anyway, Rand's having sad boy hours. Sad insomnia boy hours. Yeah. Perrin is also having sad boy hours, but to a much different tune. Yeah, his isn't as much his soul is... meets body as much as his. Well, it kind of is. <laughs> um, just wrong soul meets wolf soul meets human body. But Perrin and group are uh, tracking Rand, and they're aggressive about it. They're yeah. moving quick. Poor Loyal isn't able to read while he's writing anymore because nope. he was reading and he looked up and then he noticed everyone was like 40 miles ahead of him and almost disappeared over a hill. It's like... So now we can't read. This Let is where our discussion... Loyal read. This is where our discussion of what would people's playlists be. Loyal would benefit from some audiobooks right now. He would. If he could just get an, like an Audible subscription or something, he would listen to so many books. Yeah. And he would get so much done. Anyway, he can't read. He get confirmation of Egwene being in the dream. Rand is on foot because his horse was mauled by wild dogs that's yeah they're sort of wild dogs we find out yeah they're not great and they're kind of tracking rand by what he's doing to these villages so there's a i I wrote down 
everything that Perrin said. So Sidon was burnt down, and then there were four towns where nothing happened. So either he didn't go into them or something just happened to not happen there. I would guess that too. Then Willar, the village spring was flowing again. So like a bad thing, a good thing. Mm -hmm. Like people got married, good. Burnt down, bad. The the spring was flowing again, good. And then the next place, then... Three more towns where nothing happened. The next town that he actually went to, the well was dry. So I guess the water came from somewhere. I guess so. But backwards. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's three murders in the next town he goes to. Yep. And then he goes to the last town, which their crops were already failing. But when he got there, they found Manetherin gold. So now no one will go starving. Yep. Rand's power is just kind of chaos. But what I'm balanced. wondering, like, okay, so we've got Matt with his crazy luck. We've got Rand doing whatever this is. What is he doing? Where's his We Tiberian? will find out. And, like, why... Here's my question, and this is another thing why this book feels so weird to me. Why did these crazy wild things happen with such... Why Or why didn't these crazy wild things happen with the same consistency happening now in the first... Didn't they? No! Not every town they went to, something unexplainable happened. In the, in the Great Hunt, they went to three towns, four if you... or Like, four or five if you count the early ones when they were hunting Pat and Fane. They started out in Faldara, where somebody tried to murder the Amerlin. Then they went to two towns where one had a weird time bubble, and the other, a murdral was nailed to a post. See... But that was all Pad and Fane. Still Tavirin. I wouldn't. I didn't even consider that as Tavirin because it wasn't unex. It wasn't unexplainable. These things are unexplainable. The only way they, that you can explain it is that Rand was there. They are explainable. They're just unlikely. There's a difference. Anyway, they so they have the two towns of Pad and Fane, and then they go to the town where they run into somebody who's gonna escort them to Camelin randomly. They think he's a lord, and they're going to escort, escort him to Camelin. Then they go to Camelin, where uh, the king dies. Tom murders him. Tom was there. To, Tom was there to begin with. Okay. And then they go to FOMA. <laughs> but here's my... Those things, one, affect the plot. Yeah. There and is another explanation as well, which is that all of those things happened before Rand was revealed as the dragon. Okay, that... Your first one... No, I reject that. That is an explanation <laughs> I accept. <laughs> okay. The first the, one is the first still also right. No, because it just, like, it's not one answer that makes sense. Kind of like when you were trying to explain why all of the things that I thought were weird about this book could be happening. And it's like, yes, all of those might be true if they existed in a vacuum, but all of those different things are not explained by one thing. And then we were like, ah, third book and what was supposed to be a trilogy. Yeah. That is an answer I will accept. The, the main reason here is that Rand wasn't revealed as the dragon. And now so, he is, and it's the pattern trying to push him to be the dragon. Okay. And I can I can explain Matt's as he had the dagger and all of his Taviran luck was being used to make sure he didn't die. Yeah, because he oh, he said in his section that like he always was lucky, not this lucky. right. But I think that's just because he was tiny. Could be. He's not going to win everyone. Right. Like, he wouldn't have played that long. True. Now he's like, I've been stealing it from thousands of people. <laughs> yeah. Perrin but thing, I still wonder, where is Perrin's weird? We do get it. I'll say Perrin's is a bit more subtle than the other. It's very real, and it's quite powerful. It's more subtle. Because, I mean, I just don't think that his wolfiness is his Tavirinness. I think that that's a... Yes and no. But, like, that's not big enough to be i go to towns and unexplainable things happen well no because but he's not ran and i go to gamble and i win every single toss no so like the wolf doesn't compare on the same scale as those two things not yet that's fair perrin is at 
almost an earlier point than Matt in terms of his like development as a Taviran. I can I can see that because like I said, you know, we've got Rand is the dragon now, so that kind of accelerated his Taviranness, and I feel yeah. like well, he's Matt... also crazy strong. He's the strongest Taviran to have ever. Yes, there's that too, and then Matt. I feel like his Taviranness had to work overtime just to keep him alive with that dagger. Yeah. So it probably just kicked it into gear. It was like adding a catalyst to the reaction. The dra- yeah. the, the dagger was a catalyst yeah. there. And it could just be that the wolf stuff is a catalyst. Well. And so we're it's seeing it develop. Yeah. And with Matt, we didn't really see it develop. It was either there or not there. So there's some of that. But yeah, so, so Rand's kind of hopping from town to town causing mayhem, either yep. good or bad. And then they end up in Remen. I also think it was Thuringal. Yes, very Fitting. He's not Manetherin. No. Not. He is not. Color of an. Yup. Probably. Well, the show kind of gives confirmation. Yeah, that's what I was. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a spoiler from like the show. Like, we see the blood snow. Yeah, we see the blood snow. So, like, I kind of. I, I, I know what happens, but. Anyway. Sorry for any of you who haven't seen the show. <laughs> um, Remen. Perrin detects something off. And he's kind of been detecting things that are off that smell like evil. He got, he has some sniffer vibes, but it's not... It's not a trollic and it's not a... Yeah, he just smells something wrong like there was in Jara. Yeah, I know what this is. I think we find out. For now, it's I, just I, a it's, mystery. It's clearly not Rand's Taviranness that he's smelling. No. Because he would have smelled it in every single town. That's true. So they get there's something going on. Yeah. Remen has a surprise for Perrin, though. There is just a, a Nihilman in a cage. Walks up. Peace, I can just, like, hear him just going. Yep. Min <laughs> saw it. Here it is. Damn it, Min. He, he does kind of say, like... Why did she have to see things? Yeah. Uh, he's not happy about it. Not really. The Aiel isn't happy either because he's pelted with rocks mm-hmm. by small children. No, but when he's let down, Gaul is like, I thought I was going to die. Okay. Yeah, which is left. Oh, you are not prepared for the Aiel. <laughs> I feel like they've got like millennial death humor vibes. Very much. <laughs> There's a whole thing about Aiel humor later in the series and it's kind of hilarious, but we'll get to that. That's that's for later books. The town is is all happy. Partially because they caught an Aiel, and they're like, holy shit. And then two random people... Here's where here's where I started getting confused. The second Lord Orban and Lord Gon walked on the page, I was like, I don't know what's happening, and yeah. I kind of skimmed it, because I'm just like, I don't know what's well, happening Well, they're kind here. of boisterous hunters for the horn, and they're like, yes, we caught this Aiel. There were 12 of them. They killed all but a couple of our men, but we killed all of them, except for this one and another one anyway. Yeah. Just... And that's that's basically the whole story there. They're also white cloaks. Um, they're... They there are also, or they are. There are also. Cloaks. Okay. Um, we we learn later from Gaul that no, there weren't twelve Aiel. There there were twenty hunters, but there weren't twelve Aiel. There were two. One of them got away. They captured Gaul. So because Perrin asks, because they end up defeating a bunch of white cloaks, yeah. and the Aiel doesn't even have a weapon. He's no. just taking out white cloaks left and right on his own with his bare hands. Yep. And Perrin's just like, how did how did twenty of them defeat twelve yeah, of is, you? And it's after so we we can talk about that for a moment here. Perrin kind of like undoes the the thing holding up the cage with Gaul, lets Gaul down, gets Gaul out of the cage, like helps him up, mm-hmm. and they're talking a little bit. And Gaul is like, Gaul is very like kind of subdued but very thankful yeah and and kind he, of like how did you do that because it took three men to get me up there right well Perrin strong he got a thick arm Perrin strong um and Gaul introduces himself as Gaul he's a stone dog I don't know what that means but sure it, it's a little relevant later um and then some white cloaks are like hey you let the Aiel out 
we're gonna kill you now. And then, without skipping a beat, Gaul is going from being stuck in a cage for three days that is not wide enough to sit down and not high enough to stand fully up. So he's been hunched over for three days. He goes from that to sprinting at and murdering White Cloak's well, not really murdering, but killing white cloaks with his bare hands. He doesn't even take their weapons. No. He's just like, I'm going to punch you in the face and you're going to die now. And Perrin also kills a few. It takes him a second, though, because he's like, it's, the gall is just like, do you like to dance? And then just runs with the white cloaks. Yeah. Perrin's like, dance? What? Dance? And then he watches him. He's like, oh, yeah, I like dancing. Yeah. And Perrin's like, all right, I guess I'm killing white cloaks because they're still coming for me. Yup. He gets some stuff with an axe and then and is like, fuck you. Why did you have to do this? You stupid boy. And then they run and they get on a ship in a hurry. Yeah. Uh, there is another bit of the stuff in Remen that is worth talking. And that is Fael slash Zareen slash Mandarb. So when Perrin walks in, he sees this woman staring at him. And he can't decide if she's pretty or not. <laughs> Which, harsh Perrin. Because her nose is too big. He's like, her nose is big. I also kind of thought, like, because he was told to watch out for the most beautiful woman he's ever seen. That's true. And so that's what I first thought it was. And then he comments on it again later. And I'm just like, Perrin, <laughs> this is the first email that's been females that's been introduced to you in this book. Perrin, go ask Rand what to do. <laughs> go ask Rand what to do. And also, this is the first woman that's been introduced in retrospect to you in this book. She's she's probably one of your love interests in the future. Be nice. Yeah, so she's she's watching him, and we realize later that she's watching him because she is also a hunter for the horn, mm-hmm. named Mandarb, and she thinks that Perrin's <laughs> going to lead her to the horn, and Perrin's just like, what? I'm going to do what now? She need to go to the Mandarb thing. Yeah, she tells <laughs> him... He, he, she, he, like, he asks her name, and she says Mandarb. It means blade. And Perrin's like, you see that horse over there? His name is Mandarb. <laughs> Some comedy gold. Parents got game when he doesn't think he needs game. I know. (laughs) Because that's like some great banter there. It really is. And then he asks what her actual name is. She says Zareen, but she hates it. Yeah, she hates it. All all the hunters have better names. That's why she picked Mandarb. Yep. And then she's like, okay, well, obviously I can't go by Mandarb, so I'm going to go by Fael. It means falcon. And parents like, God damn it. So we know who the Falcon is. At least we know who Perrin thinks. We know what Perrin thinks that vision means. Yes. Who knows? And I think it was the Falcon. The I can is. consult my notes from last section. Guane's dream gives a little bit of information. There's a Falcon and a Hawk on his shoulder, and the Hawk has a leash trying to fasten it around his neck. If it was the Falcon, it would have been like, that's marriage. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Perrin, meet your future wife. <laughs> But no. Yeah. So uh, Fael at this point is explaining how she thought something was interesting. She could detect pretty much that Lane was a warder and Moraine was an Aes Sedai. And she was yeah, like... Yeah, because she's like, what's his face didn't get a good, better look under his hood, under her hood, but I did. Yeah. Which means the stony face guy is her warder. <laughs> Side note, is he always like that or did he actually eat stones for his last <laughs> meal? <laughs> I both. love her. <laughs> it's both. Um... And then, so, and she's like, and then there's an ogier. So I figured there has to be something special about you and you're not just a servant. So. She, she thinks they're going to take her to the horn. They're going in the wrong direction. They are going in the direction. And also, um, it's a bit late. Yeah, it's already been blown. Also. And Matt can't be killed apparently because he's too lucky right now. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. 
And I think Tyr comes up here, too. They're going to Tyr, and I think she thinks it's going to end up in Tyr, too. And he's like, that would make sense for it to be in Tyr. Okay, I'll go with yeah, you. Yeah, this is the stone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, um, there's, there's a throwaway thing about Massima. Yeah, what was Massima? It was referenced as if I'm supposed to. He's one of the Shinarans. He's the one who really hates Ice. He's claimed the dragon. No, he is proclaiming the dragon. He's just like, hey, the dragon's here. He's great. Follow the dragon. Okay. Like a, he's like a used car set for Rand. No. He's just trying to get followers. There... No, he's, he's like, Randall Thor is the dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's just a throwaway thing. Not much with that at the moment. I just find it interesting how both of these uh, both of these sections end with them getting on a boat in a hurry. Yeah. Is, um... Also, don't fuck with the Aiel. They will punch three of you to death in an instant. Yes, they will. <clears throat> and from the bit that we got in the Great Hunt, the maidens aren't are, are like that too. All yes. Aiel will punch you to death. I am about it. They have like that they are the group of people in fantasy novels that are like equal among gender. Kind of like the wild folk are in Game of Thrones. It gets more complicated than that. The Aiel are very complicated. But and I mean so are all of those, but you know, the women can be warriors too and are just yeah. as much of a warrior as a man is. It's not about it's not about yeah. what your identity is. It's are you capable of killing a man with your hands? Yeah, pretty much. So I think we covered just about everything. I think we did. I think it's time for recurring segments. Yes. Uh, prophetic auras. I on a cage and a falcon question yep. mark for Perrin. I'm not willing to cross that one off yet. We haven't seen the hawk. Yeah, I feel like I can't just cross. It's it was one. It was one reading. So I need to see the hawk before I cross the yeah, whole thing off. Yeah, there needs to be some relation between the two of them, maybe. Yeah, I'm okay. not really sure. Okay. Uh, ship updates. They get on two. <laughs> Yeah. Is that it? Um, I feel like there's there might just be some vibes. Fail and Perrin. okay. They do have some quality banter. They have some quality banter. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if that helps. Okay. I don't necessarily ship it, but I'm I have. I, is it, I, there's is it a dingy ship, worthy? It's not dingy worthy because I don't necessarily care yet. Okay. It's more my ship senses are going off. Okay. Like it, my, there's You've a got radar. Some radar. Yeah. Like I'm you know I'm on my ship. Or is it sonar? It, I I'm on. I'm on my Lanyve ship, but I've got a radar that detect that other detects ships. other ships. And this and one might be approaching. There's a, there's a there's a ding in the far outer ranges. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Stands the reason. I will never climb off of the SS. The SS Lanyves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite moments. So mine, I think, is either her being like is this like that, or did he eat a rock for his last meal? Yeah. It's quality quality talking about land or loyal either not being able to read while he rides or just being super excited about the tree song bed i forgot about that bit it was they actually so go cute. to a, they actually go to an inn that is prepared for ogier and he's like hey you're cool and he's like he runs into perrin's room and is like my bed <laughs> <laughs> it was tree song and it's all one piece and he's like there's also a chair and i can fit it in and he's just we need very... we need more happy loyal i i miss happy carefree just wants to read his book loyal yeah i might... i liked he's like i would never think of even trying to tree sing this something this big and like i'm like the most yeah. talented person or t- talented ogier in memory right now but like oh my god look at this bed I, <laughs> and yeah. it's so endearing well i mean loyal in general is so but this is also particularly he's great wrap him up in a kit and protect him you, Any- need, you would need that 10 foot blanket if anything happens i will <laughs> find out how to riot <laughs> <laughs> you'll find out how to riot well it depends on which author <laughs> ah. does something to loyal okay so you're either gonna desecrate a grave or 
<laughs> be sad at Brandon Sanderson until he yeah. releases a third book in a year. And I need him to retcon something and write a short story. He has about said Royal. that he is not writing anymore. Wheel. He just, like explicitly has said. I need you no. to write a tweet that says, "Just kidding, <laughs> that never happened." Just to kidding. Loyal's okay. Loyal's okay. I know what happens to. <laughs> Same with the showrunners. Oh just my going god! Back to the show. If Loyal is not okay, we riot. I will riot. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna go to Jeff Bezos' house and riot. I don't know where Jeff Bezos lives. Probably Jeff in Bezos outer space. would be the reason that Loyal is not okay. Amazon. Yeah, but he didn't write. The I don't script. need much more of a reason to, to <laughs> riot at Jeff Bezos. I'll just this is just be the one the one thing I choose. Like bring back Loyal, damn it. Or be Santa. <laughs> or can you be Santa? Jeff Bezos could be Santa and chooses not to. And he knows what I would. What, want. what I would want from Santa is for Loyal to be okay. Yes. Yes. Also, hashtag where is Bella? Where is Bella? Also, in the book, where is She's Bella? In the stables at the White Tower. The girls didn't take her. They haven't left. They're still at the White Tower. I thought they were. No, they haven't left. They're still at the White Tower. Okay. They just gave Matt the letter. Well, there was a couple weeks that went by where, Ran- where Matt was squirreling away food. Yeah, I guess. So I figured they left. They haven't Because Because the Amarlin was like, go now. Leave. <laughs> you can leave. You can leave. I'm giving you permission this time, but also you've got to get out of jail free card. So even if I didn't yep. give you permission, I gave you permission. Pretty much. Yeah, cool. So what? It might be Gaul just owning some white cloaks. That was mm-hmm. white cloaks deserve it. Uh, but I think actually it's it's the boat thing. It's that they just they both get on boats in a hurry and in in very uh, very fitting ways for each of their characters. Where Matt's just like, "Hi, I own your boat now," and Perrin's like, "Oh God, I screwed up." Yeah. It's and it's it was a timely way to break up the sections. It was, and that probably wouldn't have been a thing you even noticed if we hadn't broken it into sections. Yeah, so it's a, it's a fun little bonus for doing the book this way. Yeah, so that, that my favorite, it's my favorite moment for this section. Not a moment, but a pair of moments. A theme, a theme, if you will. Yes. I think that's just about everything. I think so. I don't think we missed anything. We went on a tangent about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We went on a tangent about, oh, as we know. should. Yes, that's less of a tangent. Who would Loyal be? Loyal could maybe be Terry. Is Loyal... No, Loyal isn't Kevin. I don't know. I'll have to think about it. We're not done with this. No, we're not. What we are done with is this episode. <laughs> yes. This was the Dragon Reborn chapters 30 to 35. Bye. Bye.